is the 429th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast, the podcast from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution that gives you everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. I'm D. Orlando Ledbetter, the Falcons beat reporter from the AJC here at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium after the stunning 31-28 loss by the Atlanta Falcons to the Minnesota Vikings and backup quarterback Joshua Dobbs. Joshua Dobbs came into the game after Jaron Hill went out with a concussion and proceeded to lead the Vikings back to victory. You all know who he is. Joshua played at Alpharetta High and has been in the league for six years. He also went to Tennessee and played for the Vols in the SEC. After, after that, he was drafted by the Pittsburgh Steelers in the fourth round of the 2017 draft. But he's been a journeyman in the league. But he came in here today and took it to the Falcons, beating them 31-28 with a touchdown pass with 22 seconds to go to Brandon Powell to lift the Vikings to the 31-28 victory. If you are listening to us for the first time, please make sure to follow the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Bowtie Chronicles from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, the Falcons elected to go with uh, Taylor Heineke this week at the starting quarterback position, and uh, things didn't go so well. Uh, you know, he did drive him down and take the lead late. They got a, uh, got the lead 28-24 on a five-yard Tyler Algier run into the end zone, but the defense couldn't hold back Dobbs, who wouldn't be denied today. Here's Arthur Smith on Taylor Heineke's play. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, he did turn the ball over, but I thought he operated on third down pretty well. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll obviously huddle up and, and evaluate everything, but, you know, I, I definitely he gave us some chances. Uh, he did make some plays on third down. But the penalty, I mean, excuse me, the, although we did have a couple penalties, but turnovers will always hurt you. You know, we didn't take it full advantage of the ones we got. Um, and that was a big swing. You know, after the John would touchdown, come back, we fumbled, uh, led to their touchdown drive, and then we uh, came back, and that was a one pick. Yeah, no doubt the, um, the two turnovers led to 11 points, allowed the Vikings to get out of the hole and start believing. Uh, they got them to lead 24-21, and then, you know, at that point, you know, they're, everybody on that team, uh, Joshua Dobbs might not have been – might have been new to the team, but those guys are 
They won 11 one-score games last year. That was our X factor in our game day package coming into the game. Uh, that hey, these guys are one-score one wonders. And once they're in a game with even, you know, it was Kirk Cousins doing it but uh, and Justin Jefferson. But still, you know, the rest of those guys know how to win one-score games, and they showed it again today. Here, Arthur Smith explains the goal line plays after the fumble and the Janu Smith jet sweep. We were in goal line, and so, you know, that, that's – back then we were trying to get outside, and we didn't. So, yeah, we had the procedure, different play call there. We got the procedure penalty, moved us back. I believe that got us down to the, about the one. And then uh, just trying to get outside. You know, it's a play that he scored on uh, before in the past, so it wasn't like a – Giant leap of faith, obviously, that we didn't get it done, but that was the thought, trying to get outside because they moved their goal line front. They stunted the front, try to pull you up. It's a thing that uh, they've done. We didn't get outside. So the next one, same thing. We tried to take advantage and get Tyler to punch it in, and it didn't happen. So, you know, obviously, got to be better there. Yeah, um, they got outfoxed. I'll translate for y'all. They got outfoxed by Brian Flores, the Minnesota defensive coordinator. He outflanked them twice down there. So that's the translation there. Uh, he was ready for a jet sweep, and then he dropped Tyler Algier for a four-yard loss on the power play. So uh, that's what happened there. Uh, you can't if you can get you on the one-yard line, get the yard. It, it don't have to be fancy. I don't want to see a jet sweep down there. I mean, if you can't push him back for one yard, uh, you know when you need it, uh, you know that that uh, that says a little bit there. So um, I'm, I'm sick of the. Shotguns and jet sweeps and uh, empty formations. You know, line up, play football. I don't care if it's a tush push, quarterback sneak, fullback dive, powered eye formation. Get the yard. Okay, I'm getting fired up. We got a lot more to go here. Uh, Arthur Smith, here's what he says about not playing in sync in offense, defense, and special teams. I mean, we got to play. And sink, you know, that's the thing. You have your opportunities, and we didn't we didn't take advantage of, you know, the defense made some plays, and we got some turnovers, and, we, you know, we got held to three. Um, so then, you know, you get in the rhythm, and then unfortunately the turnovers, and they extended plays, and give Dobbs credit. He made some big-time plays with his feet, and, and so we just never played in sync, and you get the lead. Um, and obviously we didn't get it done. But, yeah, I mean, that would be the biggest thing is us playing in sync. You know, there's been some times it's been good in one phase, and uh, we obviously need to do that to get back in the win column. All right, that's the old complimentary football. They didn't do it today. Uh, they got turnovers, uh, didn't score. And, um, you know, special teams was a little bit better. But moving forward, yeah, they got to get and play that complimentary football. Here's Arthur Smith when asked if he considered shifting the play calling duties. I don't know who he was shifted to, but um, Dave uh, Ragone's the offensive coordinator. Uh, so that would be the uh, person. But here's what he said about shifting the play calling duties. Look, every, every staff I've been on, um, you know, you, you, you do whatever you can to win. I mean, it's just how you – you set things up, you know, you collaborate. Um, like I said, I mean, their yards are up. I mean, I know these are natural questions that come in the cycle. And when you when you don't win, I mean, you got to stand in there and, and look at it. And it's not an ego thing. It's we'll always do what's best for our team. 
Um, like I said, yards are up, moving the yard, great. But obviously we're not scoring uh, more points than the other team. So you look at everything, and that's on every phase. All right, one thing I looked at was I was like, hey, uh, it's 24-21. Is it time to bring Reuter off the bench? And that wasn't really popular with my uh, Twitter folks. Don't care at this point. I wasn't going to drink today. Uh, after one INT, run the ball with power. At this point, Ritter's put Ritter in. Let him finish the season. The results should determine whether he and AS keep their jobs. Keep Fontenot. Give him a chance to pick the next coach and quarterback. All right, Falcon fans are hot. We'll have some more of that for you later. Didn't sound like he was going to shift the play calling duties, but they'll talk about everything. When you're four and five, that's what happens. Here's what Arthur Smith says, you know, says we're, we are what we are, four and five. Still in the old Bill Parcells line. I don't think anything's easy in this league, but we certainly had our opportunity to win this one. That, that, that would absolutely be fair. So, yeah, it's disappointing, and I felt that way, you know, most of our losses. I mean, we are what we are, right? We're four and five. Got eight games left, and we got to do something about it. You know, it wasn't going to keep coming up here, and it's not going to be what you want. All right. You know, this is the, the problem. The problem is they lost to Washington and Tennessee. Okay. They wasn't supposed to lose those two. They were supposed to lose to Minnesota. Minnesota was 13 and four last year, but they, you, that was, you was thinking Kirk Cousins was coming in here and uh, not Joshua Dobbs. So he was like, okay, you can get that Washington game back. And, uh, you know, the Jets, they don't have Aaron Rodgers, so maybe you can get that game back later, get the Tennessee game back, and go on humming along here. But now, you know, you have a major setback to a backup quarterback where your defense uh, gives up, uh, you know, a game-winning drive. Uh, you turn the ball over, and uh, you don't really score a lot of points again there. So um, the Falcons are at a crossroads here with the – one game to go before the bye week, going into a one and eight Arizona, who was pounded today, twenty-seven to nothing, by the Cleveland Browns. Okay, here is Taylor Heineke on how to respond to this loss. This this week's going to test our character. Um, you know, obviously the bye week is right around the corner, and um, you know, we've lost what two or three in a row now. Two, two, two three out of four. So you know, we really got to come together and, and try and get this win, get back to 500, go into the bye week 500, and then we have a, what, eight-game eight, eight skid there um, to try and take this division. So, um, you know, it's right there for us. We just got to clean some things up. But we got to go out there and do it. All right. Uh, seven games left. You have seven games to go here. No Tampa Bay loss. I'm trying to get caught up on the scores. Uh, Saints uh, won, so they're in first place. So you'll be chasing them right now. Saints beat the Bears. Here is Taylor Heineke on the missed turnover opportunities in the first half. Oh, I mean, we're moving the ball really well, and the defense did a good job getting turnovers, giving us short fields, um, and we just couldn't punch it in. And it's been a reoccurring theme throughout this year, and we've been working really hard at it. Um, we just got to work a little harder, um, try and find out what it is. But um, I felt we moved the ball pretty well the whole game. Um, that last drive there was awesome, but, you know, I think the first – the first half, not punching it in at least one of those times was 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 tough. Yeah, the one yard line, I gotta have that one. I'm sorry, not just you know, 
You got to, uh, I don't know, put – you saw Tennessee put Jeffrey Simmons in the backfield. I don't know. Put Oyamata, put Grady. Well, Grady's hurt, but you know what I mean. Get somebody back there and get the yard, please. It's not that hard. Um, here is Taylor. I'm not worried if he's going to be the starter next week against the Cardinals. Yeah, I'm not really thinking about that right now. Um, still pretty pissed off about the loss. Um, so, you know, we'll come in tomorrow, Tuesday, Wednesday, see what happens. But, you know, I'm just kind of thinking about the game still. Yeah, no doubt. I'm still thinking about it, too. And I'm like, man, Woody Hayes is somewhere uh, kicking uh, uh, kicking a can down the street because he would have gotten a full, back, full house and gave that ball to Pete Johnson. They'd have knocked the linebacker into next week and got that yard. All right, here is defensive back Jeff Okuda on what needs to change the second half of the season. Just doing the things that we talk about throughout the week. Um, you know, all our, objective, all our objectives, you know, we said about three objectives every single week of uh, what we need to do in order to win. And I think that it's holding ourselves to a higher standard and just being able to be accountable, um, take the criticism and respond in a, in a positive way. Yeah, no doubt. Take criticism um, and respond in a positive way. Here is uh, Akuda on the missed tackles by the unit. I mean, I think I don't know how many tackles we missed today, but it can't it can't hurt. Um, just getting back to the basics, um, tackling guys were in a position to make a play, and um, I think that stops a lot of leaky yardage. Yeah, they did a good job of shutting down the run. Um, you know, other than. Uh, Joshua Dobbs on his carry, so the the numbers look pretty good, but they did a good job on Madison and Cam Akers, who is out for uh, – who has an Achilles injury they are afraid of. Coach um, Kevin O'Connell got up and gave a full post-game injury report for the Minnesota Vikings. It's online on AJC.com. Uh, you know, uh, opening statement, full injury report, then went on to question. So uh, got a couple guys with concussions. Uh KJ Osborne, the one that uh, went off on the stretcher, uh, and um, the big one was Akers and the Achilles. So here is uh, Jeff again on needing to stop the skid. The Falcons haven't been able to get on a roll at all here over the first nine games of the season. I think it's really important because I know once you get to the second half of the season, every single game is important, and you have to treat every single game essentially like it's a playoff game because uh, you don't want to play catch up and play. The scenario came at the end of the season. You want to put yourself in a favorable position earlier on so that, um, you know, you're able to just go out there and play and not have to think about all the different outcomes that could happen with other teams. Yeah, no doubt. You're in uh, You're in that position where you can win. The Saints have one game uh, up on you. They are 5-4. and four. Tampa Bay is behind you. They are 3-5. and five. Uh, And then Carolina is uh, trailing with just one win. So here is uh, B. John Robinson on how to respond to back-to-back losses. I mean, it's just it's like with everything. I mean, obviously, you know, you don't want to lose games and lose, you know, how we lost today or, you know, some of the games that we lost. But, you know, I think for us, like, you know, we, we can't get in this, this hole of, all right, you know, we, we lost. So, you know, what do we do now? Like, we, we, can't, we can't ask ourselves that. You know, we got to tell ourselves, like, this is what we're going to do and this is how we're going to do it. And, you know, we're going to keep our faith as high as we can. And, you know, if we think like that, then I think we'll be, you know, perfectly fine. And I know we have a lot of football left, but, you know, we got to start now so so we can have a momentum for, for the success that we want later on. 
All right, yep. And here is B. John on how to stop the turnovers. Removing Desmond Ritter didn't stop them. They had two more today. Yeah, man, I mean, shoot, it's one of those around me. Uh, and, you know, for me, like like I was saying earlier, you know, I got to know as, as being a guy that just got in this lead that, you know, dude, if, if I'm in open space, like dudes are coming for the ball. Like that, that's, that's what they're, they're going to do. So I need to start working on that uh, right now. And, and just just stop that from happening. And then obviously, you know, we just want to, you know, get get the get the ball in the best position. Um, obviously, it was it was hard to control some of those situations and the mental mistakes as well for offense. But I think that we'll we'll, we'll just look at it at the film and, and get back and get back right. And um, you know, this was a bad loss. Uh, they can stop it. Nobody's running away in the NFC South. So I mean, you can turn the corner here and get moving. Uh, but you need to get moving as soon as possible now. You know, um, you got a one and a eight team. You got to beat them going to break. Then showdown in New Orleans, and you're back in first place. Then you got six games after that. So the all's not lost today, but this is the type of loss that could lead to that spiraling feeling. And here's what B. John had to say on if the season is spiraling. It's not spiral. Um, you know, for me, I, I don't I don't believe in none of that. I just know that, you know, you just gotta go go back to work hard and you know make the make the best decisions possible so we can get the best best results and the win. But you know, this is not spiral spiraling at all. All right, this is the Bowtie Chronicles from the Atlanta Journal Constitution. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces, as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. All right, we're back here at the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. And before we keep it moving here, I want to share with you an offer. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution has a special offer for our podcast listeners. If you subscribe today, you can get three months of unlimited digital access for just 99 cents. That's all of our sports coverage, politics, breaking news, investigations, food and dining, and so much more on AJC.com. Plus, you have access to our e-paper and our assortment of newsletters. So join our community by going to subscribe.ajc.com backslash podcast. That's subscribe.ajc.com backslash podcast. So you always know what's really going on. All right, so let's uh, keep it moving here at the Bowtie Chronicles podcast so you really know what's going on with these Atlanta Falcons. Uh, I want to look at some of the stats here. He mentioned third down, so let's get to that. Uh, 
Uh, he moved it on third down. You know, the turnovers didn't go away. Let's look at that real quick. Third down. Efficiency. The Falcons were 10 to 18. Okay, yeah, he's going to stay with that. 55.6. Uh, prop, they gave up uh, 7 to 16 for 43-8 to the backup quarterback who didn't really know the plays. But, but uh, 10 to 18, yeah, okay. I see what he was saying there. Go back up and look at the rushing because uh, I thought they would lean on B. John Robinson and Tyler Algier today and just run the ball, but uh, they didn't do that. Uh, but B. John had 11 for 51, Algier 12 for 39 and a touchdown, and uh, Heineke had three for, for, for 20. Big 13-yard scramble in that drive to pick up the first down. That was that was a uh, then he just dove instead of sliding. That was pretty hot. Uh, and then Algier just pounded it on in from 35 out. Patterson's not giving you much. One for zero. Uh, Johnu had a rush for for zero on the jet sweep. Okay, so uh, if you do the running backs, it's just uh, 23 of uh, 60 plus 30. 23 for 90. So that's right under, you know, it's not four yards a pop. So, um, yeah, John was the leading receiver. He took that screen 60 yards. He's trying to make a play. Uh, five for 100 for him. One touchdown. Kyle Pitts, everybody was thinking, oh, he might get the ball. Tyler's going to get him the ball. Uh, five targets, four catches, 56. Uh, Cordell Hodge had three for 60, a 31-yarder that they wasted. Only got a field goal out of that. They couldn't stack plays. They'll get one play, then they'll get bogged down. They get one play, bogged down. So I never, when you're switching quarterbacks, that's, I guess, part of the disjointed nature of it. Uh, but overall, he was uh, 21 of 38. Let me get to that line. 268 yards. And this is Taylor Heineke. Uh, 268, 60-yard touchdown, one interception, one touchdown, one sack. That was good. 75.3. Okay, now uh, Joshua Dobbs didn't do a lot of passing here. Uh, and Hall was 6 of 5 for 78 before he got knocked out of the game. But uh, overall, the Vikings were 25 of 36 for 236. Dobbs was 20 of 30 for 158, two touchdowns and a 101.8. Certainly solid football. Uh, TJ Hawkinson was a beast, seven catches for 69. Uh, Jordan Addison, five for 52. And then Brandon Pye, the former kickoff returner here, had two for 19, one for nine. The six yard touchdown grab was the big one. And then Alexander Madison had a touchdown catch for the Vikings also. Now, the formula was, hey, stop the run, make a one-dimensional, make the uh, backup quarterback beat you. Okay, the backup quarterback went out, third string came in. Um, they did stop the run, if you count the running back yards. Akers was 8 for 25, 3.1, and then Madison was 16 for 44, which is 2.8. You know, granted, they only averaged 73 yards coming in here, and they were 31st in the the league. So the big pop here was the seven for 66 that Joshua Dobbs got when he got loose on some uh, backside bootlegs. He was asking people, hey, what's on the backside? What's on the backside? And, uh, you know, he kind of was figuring out there's room on the backside of every play. 
and he ended up with some big runs out the back door, uh, including one on fourth down in the fourth quarter where the Falcons were trying to wrap up the game. Uh, big, a big, um, he had a big 22-yard run. So uh, that's how they got beat today. Let's just look at a couple more notes. I'm going to move on to some comments. We'll wrap it up and get on out of here. Uh, John New Smith was the sixth captain today. We gave you Taylor Heineke. Bijan was 11 for 51. Uh, he's, yeah, the record, these, these yards are nowhere and losses, on, you know, records that, you know, you know, they're not turning into wins. So he's got 715 yards from scrimmage, second fastest player, 700 yards from scrimmage in team history behind William Andrews, who did it in eight games. Boy, you you four and five. So uh, the yards are are good, but, you know, they're not leading to victories. And, you know, you need a one-yarder. I mean, I don't know. You could fly people over the top if you can't push them around anymore. I don't know. I guess people stop doing that, but you got to get the yard. Algier was 39 yards on 12 carries. Algier's five-yard touchdown run, that was the 13-play 79. That was the only drive where they looked like a team that, okay, this is a team going places. Okay, they put together a 13-yard drive to retake the lead. You got to play with that urgency all the time. You can't wait till you get down to play like that. Just come out the gate playing like that, not punching people in the mouth. You could have, uh, you know, this this game had no business being in the balance, you know, with the turnovers the Falcons had. You know, the one-yard uh, things, I got, I'm probably going to say that, probably said it already 20 times, but that, that, that just, uh, they had a chance to blow them out and they didn't do it. And that, you know, um, that shows a lot about a team when, you know, can you go for a jugular? They had a shot and didn't do it. That was a dynamite 60-yard touchdown run by Jonu. We had a big story on him on Saturday. So Google that, Jonu Smith, Atlanta Falcons, uh, at AJC.com. And that, you know, kind of tells you what kind of gentleman he is and how he's elated to be reunited with Arthur Smith. And he's one player that the coach could depend on to make a play. Although I wouldn't have gave him the just week. Nate Landman led the way with 10 tackles. David Ayumato had a career-high 10. Catavius, uh, uh, I don't know if they credit him with an interception on that or a fumble. Let's look real quick on that. Catavius Street, one of the, the signees from uh, – they traded, picked him up from the Eagles. He started for Grady Jarrett. Uh, didn't stick out like a sore thumb. Had five tackles. Tackle for loss. A fumble recover. They call that a fumble recover. Okay. In the press box, it could have been a pass or a fumble. So they knocked it off of him and he got it. All right. So, yeah, he didn't stick out, so you might be okay there. Caden Ellis had nine tackles. Lorenzo Carter had three. He's the one that scooped up the fumble and got it to the one. Next time the defense is going to say, hey, man, we're going to need you to score on that one. That would take the pressure off of the offense. And Arnold Ebicady, he forced that fumble, but he had three quarterback tackles, one quarterback hit, one sack, and uh, he has 3.5 sacks this season. Jesse Bates finished with eight tackles and one pass, and Richie Grant recorded eight tackles and had a career-high two passes defense. So that's uh, all our stats here. Um, well, there's a couple more. We got street. We covered that. Okay, Young Way Koo was 4 of 4, including a 54 yarder. 
matching his career long, and he had two extra points, 14 points. So right now he's the MVP. There you go. Now let's hear from some of you all on our Twitter feed. Um, got a lot. This is our, we got double, double the amount that we usually get here. Uh, folks are not real happy. We'll try to, um, we'll edit as best we can here. But um, right at the buzzer, I always put this up. I've been doing that this week, this year. Vikings 31, Falcons 28. Leave your comments here for the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Don't hold back. All right. Uh, that was the only rule we had. We have 145 comments. So what I'm going to do is try to take two from the end, two from the middle, and two from the very beginning. Got 47 likes on here. And um, so here we go with our podcast mailbag. Uh, here we go from Erica Skybabe. She's a regular. Why did you draft Bijan and refuse to use him? <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't think that's appropriate. We'll skip that one. We'll skip all, we're going to skip all these fire and play calling ones, okay? Because those are knee-jerk reactions. If you got something thoughtful to say, we're trying to go for that. Offense showed up. This is buried in glass. Offense showed up at the end, and the defense couldn't hold. Yes, that's correct. That's football. Better offense with Ritter from the scoreboard and eye test. Yeah, once you start playing them, it, it goes back, back and forth. Uh, Todd Galante, Arthur Blank. Arthur Blank needs to stay off the field. Arthur Smith needs to. Okay, we're going to stay away from that. More handoffs to Bijan, more throws to Pitts. All right, let's move to the middle. Got the firing people, the play caller people. We're trying to find some good football people. On a brighter note, this is the last we will hear of Josh Dobbs until the Vikings cut him and another team resigns him to play against the lowly Falcons. Okay, that's not nice. We wish the best for Josh. Uh, long grind he's been on to stick in the NFL. All right, Dobbs parachuted into Minnesota last week as the backup and showed us up at home in his backyard. Not a good look. The James Reese. All right, let's move on. Try to get some people that jumped in there right away. We're going to get on out of here. Oh, Bird, Dirty Bird Conway. Why did we draft a running back? Okay, and here is the last one. Uh, and we got a brain fried uh, gift from SpongeBob. All right. I wasted my breath. Run the ball. I've been saying it all game. All right. We're going to wrap up here at the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. That's it. People are pretty hot. The Falcons dropped the ugly one, 31 to 28, to Josh Dobbs, who came up, you know, basically came off the street, didn't know the offense was out there. Uh, coaches uh, called it real-time coaching. And uh, we used to call that drawing up plays in the dirt. So whether, you know, you want to put a good name on it or not, that's what happened today. They're drawing up plays in the dirt, moved down the field, scored the winning touchdown with 22 seconds left as the Falcons went down to 4-5. and five. Still a lot of season left, a lot of things to fix, 
Um, you know, can they get going? They got to stay positive right now. Uh, you know, switching the quarterback. You know, some things got to get got to get uh, cleaned up. Can't have false starts in the ninth game of the season. Can't be lining up in um, the wrong formations. That's stuff that should have been taken care of. Um, you know, after game one or game two. So uh, we saw all that today. So got, they got work to do. They uh, they watch the film. They'll you know get get it fixed or try to get it fixed. Some of the lead the the easy things to fix, and then, you know, work on the execution, holding on the ball and not throwing it to the other team, which he did three times today, but they only came up with one. So um, I'm thinking because of those third down numbers and his comments that they're going to stay with Ritter, uh, excuse me, stay with uh, Taylor and get to the break and then come back. And if, if he gets a win, it's going to be real hard to go to Ritter in New Orleans, against New Orleans. With, um, against New Orleans with first place on the line. So that's where we're at here, looking to, um, you know, see how the Falcons uh, match up against Arizona. Now, they can't lose to Arizona. That's going to, um, you know, see, that'll just throw the whole season upside down if they, after this one, they don't get right against the Cardinals, who are pretty clearly <laughs> tanking for Caleb. And uh, But, you know, they might come. They came off their tanking mission earlier to beat Dallas. You don't need them to come off their tank mission this week when you need a win. You need to, uh, you basically need a scrimmage from the Cardinals where you get your offense going, get uh, get some sacks, get the defense and special teams together, rolling into the New Orleans game. So with that, we're going to get out of here and and ask you to have a great week. It's Monday. Holiday seasons are coming. Uh, Halloween was a blast. We, next up is Thanksgiving. I hate those Christmas people that start jumping ahead to Christmas. Hey, we still we got Thanksgiving first. Then we can get on to Christmas. But, hey, um, now maybe we'll see some good football here, too, down the stretch by the Falcons. Um, so with that, Hey, enjoy your um, preparations for the holidays and uh, have a great rest of the week. Hip hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song and celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents Hip hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip hop store. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants your rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny. One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC.